When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with PD Craig out at the Ice Den, which we'll have some news from there in just a few moments. We have Danielle behind the Mac. Uh, but before we get into everything, PD, how are you doing? I, I, you know, it's Monday and it's good. I'm still scrambling. You're in a good mood, up. though. Yeah, I'm in a really good mood. I don't know what it is. It's a Monday. And usually I'm grumpy. Well, I'm grumpy a lot of the time. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad. I'm it's so Monday. glad I'm to hear mood. it. Let's, let's spread the joy. There is so much to get into today. Um, but most importantly, off the top, I have to tell everybody about my dream. Yeah, last I, night. I haven't heard. The I know. Story. I know. Everyone's everyone's here for the Carcone and Zucker news, but I'm gonna tell you about my dream last night. Yes. Um, so I had a dream that I was about to get traded to the Chicago Blackhawks really? for Connor Bedard. Wow. So the proposal was um, a trade package for Connor Bedard to the Arizona Coyotes for real. that I was part of so that I would have been traded to Chicago. And I was like, I don't want to go to Chicago. Like, I have a house here. I have my whole life is here. And I literally was like talking to Bill Armstrong, like, please, am I really a necessary part of this deal? Take me out. Like, that is so stressful. Yeah, it was, it, was, stress it was such a stress I, I would tell you this because I know Bill listens to our show every single day. Yeah. Don't let him in on that. No. If, if, he, if there's a possibility you can get Connor Bedard, buddy, you're getting thrown Yeah, in. I you're know. Done. Bye. Oh, wow, yeah, that's yeah. stressful. I know. Can you imagine if you had to wake up in your job every day wondering if you're going to get traded? I know. I couldn't imagine, actually. So kudos wow. kudos to the players every day. Uh, good evening from Finland. Wow. we Coyote, PHNX Coyotes listeners worldwide. Um, we appreciate you. Thank, thanks, everyone, for being here. Hit the thumbs up on this video if you're watching us on YouTube. And let's dive right in because we'll start with some news, um, which I think we all left Saturday's game wondering what the story was with Michael Carcone and Jason Zucker. Um, and like we mentioned, Craig is at the ice and at practice. So Craig reported Michael Carcone is wearing an orange non-contact jersey at Coyotes practice. Um, but he did say Carcone will travel and see if he can play at the morning skate tomorrow. So that's really good news for Carcone because that could have been really bad. Yeah. And, and you know what? He's a kid that's played when he's been in the lineup and even in preseason. The guy played with a little energy. I think it's important to have that in the lineup against the LA Kings. But you also, if he's not ready to play, he's not ready to play. Yeah. Um, but in unfortunate worse news, this one was surprising just again because I think we were so unclear on what happened. Um, Jason Zucker was not on the ice for practice, and it was announced that he is week to week with a lower body injury. And as a result, the Coyotes were called for Zian Yanik and Zach Sanford from the Tucson Roadrunners. Both of those guys on the ice for practice this morning, and you have to assume are making the trip. Um, but PD. This is really unfortunate because we actually spent a good chunk of Saturday's postgame show talking about what a great addition Jason Zucker has been to this lineup, um, what he's done for Logan Cooley, not just on the ice, but off the ice. So, um, you know, besides the question of when he'll be better and hopefully, you know, this won't be super long term. It leaves the question, what happens with that second line now? Yeah, this is hard. He's a guy that's second in scoring on this team. He's tied with second with two goals, along with Schmaltz, Dursey. Um, he's going to be missed <laughs> offensively, clearly, on the ice. But the bigger concern is, we've always said he's a great matchup with, with Logan Cooley and, and that help. And I, you look up and down the lineup and you go, okay, well, who's going to fill that spot? And maybe it's time they juggle a little bit of these lines. And unfortunately, that's what happens with injuries. I'd hate to break up that Bukestad cross Michelli line, but Michelli's played a little time with Cooley already this year. And Kraus needs to get something Krause going. Kraus needs to get something going. So maybe it wouldn't be the worst. So maybe it's a time, and I'm not saying it's Kraus Cooley, but, but but it might be an opportunity to get both guys going. And, and let's be honest, you know, I, I'm really high on Logan Cooley. I think he's outstanding. But as we talked on the last postgame show, he's still a young player that's making mistakes. And I think he needs to be around veteran players. And, I, and Kraus plays the right way and he plays hard. 
and maybe it helps him um, get on the score sheet because it's time that we see a Logan Cooley goal. I know. Um, but you also could see, you know, an Alex Kerfoot moving back up in the lineup as well, especially with the re- recall of Zach Sanford. I kind of see him maybe more of that fourth line. And same with Yanni. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. I mean, this is a huge opportunity for Yanik to kind of prove himself and. Um, you know, we, we talk about there's always injuries. So who are the next guys up? Yep. Well, Boyd's um, going to slide in. Yeah. Like Boyd will be the first guy up, <laughs> you'd think. Yeah. Um, and so he'll c- come back in. And, but hey, let's face it. Boyd was a guy two seasons ago that was playing with Keller and Schmaltz all the time. Yeah. So maybe Never, he's yeah. the guy that maybe you, you put Boyd out on the wing. And then he, the one thing that Boyd on the wing does with Logan Cooley is it allows him to take faceoffs. And Cole, Cooley's been okay. Mm-hmm. But he's been improving. And, yeah, yeah, he's definitely getting better. When you look at Bedard, his numbers are a little bit better than Bedard's. But you, you got to think that maybe, maybe Boyd fits here. His offense is there. He's quick enough to keep up with Cooley, and he can take some faceoffs. So I, I, I think um, maybe when we get back here, are we here tomorrow? Mm-hmm. There's okay. a there's a game. Oh, there's a game. There's 32 games or 30 16 <sighs> games. Sorry, oh, all tomorrow. All 32 That's teams are frenzy? playing tomorrow. Yeah, the frozen, the frozen frenzy tomorrow. Frenzy. Every 15 minutes. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but 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 I think we'll check in tomorrow. Oh, wait, Craig's Craig's going on this trip. Yep. They'll check in at the morning skate on who looks like they can go, and we'll get a better ideas by uh, uh, for lines tomorrow morning. Yeah, absolutely. So unfortunate news to start the day, but again, we'll we'll follow along. And are you surprised? In I say Kaupula. I, I'm saying that with my finish. I, I don't. Are you surprised that Gunther didn't get the call? I'm not based on the roles that need to be filled. Yeah, I agree. If that I, makes sense. I do. Yeah. I think Sanford is a, a more veteran player who played a lot of games in the NHL. And I think Jan Unique brings that that fourth line jam and bite. Gunther can't play on the fourth line. Yeah. He can't. Like if Gunther's going to play, he can't play those kind of minutes. Yeah. So I agree with it. Yeah. And I do like saying Kaupula. So I hope he comments a lot. So keep so keep commenting. Yeah. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll get into the the meat of our show today, and we're gonna do a way too early five games in temperature check um, on the Arizona Coyotes players. Who's hot? Who's maybe not? Um, and we'll also check in on the Tucson Roadrunners and ASU hockey as well, because there's a lot of excitement there. Um, so a lot to get into. But Petey, let's start with who's hot. Um, and there are a few of them. Yeah, and, and I'm going to start off between the pipes. Yeah. And I'm going to start with the goalies. I tell you, if this team is going to compete, and, and I, I I know I'm going to say the word playoffs here, but if they're going to compete with the teams that are trying to get into the playoffs, they're going to have to have really solid goaltending. They're going to have to be above average. And so far, five games in, if you look at the numbers, their numbers are phenomenal. Corral Vamelka. He's two and one. His goals against average is 1.65. Wow. A 1.6 goals against average with a 951 save percentage. Connor Ingram, not too shabby. He's a 202 uh, goals against average with a 926. So both of their goalies, their backup, they, they don't have one. Like those are starting numbers. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Both of those guys are starting numbers. So if you get that kind of goaltending, you can compete every single game. The games they did lose this year are a one goal game. Yeah. So their goaltending has been great. Let's give them hot or not. Hot. hot. On fire. Well, wow, that was really good, by the way. <laughs> I like that. AS, see, ASU plays hot or not. We can play it too, just with, mm-hmm. you know, the people Love on, it. on the Coyotes. Um, well, the other, I mean, let's not bury the lead. Clayton Keller has had a really, really hot start this season. Um last year he tied the single season point record with Keith Kachuk, 86. Um, you know, before the season started we thought can he can he tie it again can he break the record you know maybe there was a sense that he could possibly take a step back um but Clayton Keller really hasn't missed a beat this season um off to a really 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 hot start um three goals three assists and six points in his first five games and it got us thinking where was Clayton Keller at this exact point five games in last season so let's take a look Keller versus Keller but 2022 Keller to 2023 Keller um two more points than last year so he's already on a quicker pace for points and he's playing um almost two full more minutes average time on ice which is really interesting as well um so if Clayton Keller in 2022 and again there's you know ebbs and flows of the season this is just the first five games but as we you know said off the top we're making an all too early temperature check but so far he's on pace to surpass that record yeah and a, a couple things that you want to take a deep dive into this is this is 
the, the guy that drives the bus for the Coyotes offensively. We talk about Logan Cooley, but it's Clayton Keller's team. He's the leader of this team. He ties the record of this franchise a year ago, as you mentioned. But can he do it again? Well, that's where we said we put him into a new uh, set the bar higher that he has to do it again. So a couple things I, I, you take from this. One, his center doesn't have a point yet. So you go, yeah. Barrett Hayton doesn't have a point. And when Barrett Hayton it, it doesn't have a point, that will help. When he when Barrett Hayton gets on track, that'll help Clayton Keller get more points. So that one is encouraging that I think Keller can even get more and be more productive when he gets the people around him producing more. That's one. You mentioned the ice time. He's playing more because last year he was hurt. So I think they were protecting him. The one stat that we didn't put up there that I think is interesting is the plus minus. Mm-hmm. Um, last year at this time, he was minus five. Okay. So that showed that he was he was scoring in losing games or he was scoring in, in games that he was also on the ice for giving up goals. Yeah. Right now, after five, he's even wow. he's even through five. Well, even like last season, I remember they remember they lost every game six two in the start. Yes. It was like every game they lost six two or six three. This season, the two games they lost, like you said, they've all been one goal games. Yeah. So they're three and two already a Night and day oh, different start than bah. last season. And they've all been one goal game. So they're not these giant lopsided victories for the other team. They're they're competing every night, which we asked for. And I think the bottom line for this, I love the graphic because I think this is something we need to come back and check on often because this is the race to Kachuk. And well, I don't know if Keller can do it again. Well, guess what? He's ahead of last year's pace. I know it's five games, but it's still five games. It's, yeah, I mean... Five, then you just have yeah, to so do right five now, however hot. many times exactly. until you get to 80. I don't know math. Um, Charles said 2023 Keller tied with 2022 Keller for time spent with okay. his mouth guard out of his mouth. Chris and Charles both commented on this. Put in the goddamn mouth guard. <laughs> I'm so... I, next time, people have to remind me next time I see him about the mouth guard. I have to talk about the mouth guard because my kid had braces twice. And I'm sure <laughs> Mr. And Mrs. Keller would appreciate it if he put his mouth guard in. Yes. Um well, it's not only Keller who's been hot. His line mate, Nick Schmaltz, has also had a phenomenal start. And, you know, besides the fact that Nick Schmaltz was injured to start last season, which, you know, therefore improves his start, even when you look at his initial five-game start, which happened a little bit later into the season, he's still at a much better pace than he was at that point. Um, so if you think about... Yeah, three goals, one assist in okay. five games. In five games, he played that he played his first five, not yeah. the first, not the first five, but yeah, his, his first five. The first five was zero. Um, yeah, and he was another guy that we talked about going into this year. Like, can Nick Schmaltz step it up? Can he stay healthy? Can he have the season that he hasn't had? And he, I mean, last season he had a phenomenal season in the time that he had. And obviously, it's too early to say. Like, hopefully, there are no injuries and he can play the full eighty-two games. But regardless. He's already picked up the pace as well. He and Keller are just like every game, one of them is scoring, one of them's getting a point, except for, you know, unless they're playing the Islanders. Um, but he's on pace too. So we thought, let's compare Schmaltz now to Keller now and wow. check their pace. So let's look at so these guys Schmaltz and Keller. Chasing Kachuk is what Yeah, let's about? take a look at Schmaltz and Keller. Both have five games, whereas Keller has three goals and three assists for six points. Schmaltz has two goals and four assists for six points. So they're even at six points, just, you know, the distribution's a little different. And Nick Schmaltz, he's also heavy on the ice time, 20, 24, a little bit, three seconds more wow. than Clayton they're Keller both, They're average, playing over 20 minutes, that's a which lot. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's a crazy amount. Um, but again, Nick Schmaltz already has more points um, to start the season and has improved two points from his first five games last season. Same exact improvement as Clayton Keller, which is interesting. Yeah, and, and you you hit it on the head when you started talking about Nick Schmaltz. The most important thing for Nick Schmaltz is he's got to be consistent and he's got to stay in the lineup. He pl- he didn't play his fifth game till the end of November yeah. last year, so he got hurt in the first period of the first game last season, and he was out for for a very long extended time. He's got to stay in the lineup. If these two guys can stay together in the lineup, my goodness. I, so we're not just tracking Keller to Kachuk. We're, we're comparing Schmaltz to Kachuk, too, because Schmaltz is... If Keller's getting points, Schmaltz is getting points if they're both in the lineup. I, this is really encouraging. It's good it, to see. It is. That top line and you, you want need you, you need it to be spread around and not just be one person. Yeah. That, that, it, uh, the exciting part is it isn't just Keller. The bad part is it's just his line. Yeah. And, and, and the, one guy that was, <laughs> the one guy that was adding the offense... To this team was Zucker, who who could be thrown in a starting off hot a basket too, is is out of the lineup. Yeah, so that's a concern. Yeah, it is a bummer, and I would agree that if you know he would for sure be 
in that um, if if he wasn't injured. But Petey, there's a few other guys you can put in the hot category to start. I like I like Sean Dursey right now, and what Sean Dursey has done for this team coming in um, to start the season. He's been. We needed this. You needed more offensive output from the defense this season than you did a season ago. We talked about JJ Moser and his ability to get points. Probably not an offensive defenseman. He's there to defend. He's a good two way guy, but he's not going to wow you offensively. Stetcher's the same thing. Brown's the same thing where you're not having those dynamic offensive players. You hope Dumba adds to it. Um, but Sean Dursey, he's got four points in five games and third on the team in scoring, leads all defensemen on this team in scoring right now. And most importantly, he's plus two. Yeah. So you're not sacrificing. We talked about Carlson a lot on this show. You can <laughs> get fave. the points, but you're giving up uh, goals at the other end and you end up in a minus. What are you really accomplishing? But Sean Durs, he's a plus two. He's been very effective on the power play. I think they still need to, to, to we'll dive into that drop pass on the power play. It drives me nuts <laughs> because I don't know if this team executes it well enough. And Dursey's the guy dropping the puck. But he's been good on the power play. He's adding points, and he's not hurting on the defensive side of the score sheet. So, Sean Dursey, hot or not? Hot. hot. How about that? That was really good. Um, Sometimes that, our job is really fun. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just looked at the whole roster, and a lot of this, again, has to do with the fact that all their losses have been one-goal losses. Yes. There's only two minus players on yes. this team right now. And, and uh, defensemen... Traditionally, and I know people panic when they go, oh, a defenseman's minus. If you're a defenseman, Hammer, or Yelmerson, was always a minus. Well, he's playing against the best players every single night all the time, and he's not an offensive guy getting power play time. So you are traditionally going to have some of your defensemen in the minus category. Um, these are two defensemen. They're both minus one. It's Stesher and Valimak. Yeah. It's not a big deal. No. We're fine. No. This, this team is fine right now. The, the Coyotes group, and you, all you got to do is get a couple more wins and... I bet you the minuses go away. And Chris, I saw what you said about the mouth guard. Yes, I'm speaking as a parent and, a, a, you know, an orthodontist, Bill Pear. Not, <laughs> you know, if he scores all those goals, he can do whatever he wants. But Petey will still say something. I will. Have no, have no fear about that. Who else is hot, Petey? Anyone else you want to zero uh, in on? Yeah, I do want to talk about Matt Dumba. Because he's not really showing up on the score sheet right now. He's only got he's got one goal and one point. But there's some intangibles. Yeah, his his he. What were we saying? He brings the, the spice, spice, a little spice. <laughs> brings a little spice to the lineup. He's playing really physical, and he's got that little edge to him that I think this team had in Brown and O'Brien, but they needed a little more in McBain uh, maybe. But I think they needed a little bit more of that spiciness. Boy, does he hit hard boy he's in yeah like this dumba is all in yeah. so I, I i think he's getting a hot start and i don't think when they acquired him they wanted to restart his offense that he had when he first got to minnesota but but i don't think that's important like i don't think he's the guy that they need to drive the offense he needs, not with sean Dursey. no there. yeah he needs to be physical he needs to defend and he needs to be a threat inside his own blue line he needs guys on the opposing teams to look over their shoulder and go oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Dumba on the ice? Yeah. And I and I think he's provided that. And I I so I'm giving him a hot, even though he doesn't score show up on the score sheet, he's showing up in other ways. And I think that that's another player that they acquired over the summer that 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 has been really effective so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, if, you, if there's other players that you think that we didn't talk about that you would put in the hot category, comment their name right now. There we'll get to the unfortunate cold category here in a second. And Obviously, there's a bunch of players who are in the middle of hot and cold. Yes. Um, I would say, where would you put Logan Cooley right now? I, I think Logan Cooley's doing what is expected. I wouldn't say hot. And, okay. and to, for me to be, he, he's got four points. He needs to get that first goal. And I think once he gets that, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be I'll be more inclined to put him. He's okay. He's not cold. Yeah. We're not cold. The other thing is he does things on the ice. We mentioned this after the last postgame show. He does things on the ice that a coaching staff cringes at. In, in his defensive zone coverage where he turns the wrong way or he covers the wrong man or he doesn't get to an area quick enough or he's a little confused on the D zone coverage. Those things take time, experience, and repetition. And he just hasn't had enough of that. I think he's doing as well, if not better than expected. Uh, but I don't know if you, if you want to put a guy that, that some now say projected at number one if you redrafted his draft or maybe number two hot to me is you're lighting it up yeah and you're you're getting a you're getting those points you're getting offensive opportunities and honestly the last game I, I don't know if he really looked like he was a scoring threat at all in that last game it's gonna come yeah but I'm gonna put him at 
He's an even temperature, right? Well, what is that? Charles point? said lukewarm. Lukewarm. Yeah. I can live with lukewarm. Yeah. Um, East Coast Coyote said Valley and Shelly on PP2 for hot. I think it's a good a good point, not just to think about individual players, but units yeah. as well. The power play two has been really, really good for this team. Um, and although Matias Michelli, you know, hasn't you know, I I don't think he's had much success on five on five, although the team as a whole just <laughs> hasn't really um he's he's starting to heat up too so yeah that that's a really good call out east coast coyote um so we will move on to who's cold in just a moment um but before we do that the sun season starts tomorrow it does already yeah oh and now we got to compete with them too yeah it's okay no they're gonna be good though that's what somebody said it's gonna they're gonna be good um, and if that. you want to watch them you can watch them on arizona's family sports which is really really cool because just like the coyotes yes. the suns moved over the to over the air and arizona's family is your new tv home for the phoenix suns 70 plus games for phoenix suns which is awesome um you can get them over the air channel 44 um or you can use channel 3 channel 3.5 or if you have cox turn to channel 13 wherever you get arizona's family channel 3 um check it out and wherever you live in arizona you can visit azfamily.com and click suns games for listing information for your area it's a great great resource to help you find your phoenix suns games on arizona family sports so really excited to see that play out and it'll be cool they play tomorrow they do do you know who else plays tomorrow the Coyotes yeah. and 31 other NHL teams. Yeah. Is there baseball tomorrow too? It depends on what happens tonight. You better believe there's going to be baseball today. Yeah, tomorrow. I like that attitude, Danielle. Danielle behind the mic and behind the Mac. It's 2 o'clock today. Yep. So there'll be ball tomorrow. And if they win today, that's 5.07 tomorrow, right? It is. Yes. yes. Sure. Yeah. It, no, it is. Yeah, so we're competing with Suns and D-backs. Perfect. It's LFG. all good. It's all good. But our game starts later, right? Our game's the seventh, our first seven thirty start of the season. Yeah, I'm gonna do tomorrow night's game from bed tomorrow. Yeah, Just might take an OGs before. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that would go. Um, but. Listen, we had a really busy day Saturday, yesterday. Just need to unwind. Sometimes, like sometimes, I'm like you, where I need a little bit of help to unwind. Yes, that's why I like OGs for, yep. um, because they have a specific thing for what I need. Happy balance is great. Sativa, indica, they have microdose too. Sometimes you know you don't want to go all in, just feel a little bit. Sleep edition, I could have used that last night. I had a really bad sleep last night. I had my. Um, Chicago Blackhawks trade stress stream. So I needed the sleep edition oh, gummy. Um, and they're also locally scratch made here in Arizona, which we love and delicious flavors, the fruits and the creams. You can check out our friends at OG's brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OG's brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. You must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. <laughs> East Coast Coyote said 10 30 PM for us out here. Ugh. And then, how do you say the fin- Finland? Kaupala. Kaupala said 5.30 a.m. for me. And East Coast Coyote said, okay, you win. But <laughs> Although 5.30 a.m. is perfect, perfect for Petey. <laughs> like if we have every game start at 5.30, boy, how How about, how about 8 a.m.? 8 a.m. would be a happy When did that change, by the way? I'm going to throw that out to some of the old people. CWP's an old. He's old. You're old. He's not that old. Well, he's older than 20. He's, he's older, older than, than me. You. Yeah. So when you get to that age where like 5.30 used to be early. Like, if I had a 5.30 in the morning, like, how do you be up by 5.30? You'd freak out. Now it's 5.30. Yeah, I'll be up anyway. I wonder when that changed. I don't know. Would you have a kid? Maybe that's it. I don't know. All right. Let's talk about who's cold, unfortunately, because there are a few. And we'll start with, I think, the most glaring one. And that's Lawson Kraus, who in five games has zero goals, zero assists, and zero points, which isn't super characteristic of Lawson Cross. No, it, this one is a little bit of a concern because we talked to him right before the season started and he pegged himself as a 30-goal scorer. He set the bar there. Um, at this point last season, we talked about five games, he had three points, a goal, and two assists. The, the concern isn't that he's not on the scoreboard. The concern is that I don't see him getting a lot of chances. I don't say, oh my gosh, what a chance by Lawson Kraus. That's the concern for me. And I think that'll come. I think his first goal is going to come on the power play from a Michelli pass. I'm going to call it now. I think he gets it this week. And I think it's going to be off a Michelli pass, a Nolik pass to Kraus. The concern with Lawson Kraus, though, is he put so much pressure on himself and his preparation to be a part of this offense. He is going to start to get nervous and put more pressure on himself grab a stick a little tighter. And when you do that, it's harder to produce offense. So that's my fear for him. He's just going to have to relax and let it happen because once it starts, he's going to be fine. He's got to find a way to be a part of this, this team and engage in a game without 
being on the score sheet, meaning he's got to do other things. If you're not going to score, you need to do other things. You've got to kill penalties extremely well. You've got to be physical. You've got to be first on pucks. You've got to help do things above and beyond the offense. And that will help bring the offense along. So I, I'd like to see him be more physical tomorrow night against LA. And maybe with that part of the game gets going, he can get his offense going. Yeah. Um, Ash said, Carousel has some flashes where he looks good, but they fall apart a lot of the time. I feel like on Saturday's game, he... He had some good looks. Um, Chris said, is Krause just turning into a nice guy and the 20-plus goal scored was an anomaly? I, I don't think the goal scoring is an anomaly. I think he's a talented offensive player, but I do agree with the nice guy. It, it, the knock on Lawson Krause for his entire career is he doesn't have that edge. When you see McBain play, McBain's got that edge. Like, if Krause, Krause is a big man, and, and sometimes it's okay to be a little not nice. Yeah. So maybe that that's the spark. If he can get that physical part of his game going, maybe that can be a spark for the offense. But I, but I have to agree with Chris. Sometimes he is just a little bit too nice. And again, we'll see how the lines change as a result of Zucker being out of the lineup yeah. and potentially Carcone being and maybe out of the lineup. A spark. Yeah, who knows? And we because we already saw what once they shoveled the lineup, what a spark it gave a bunch of yeah. other guys. So you know, it's still super early in the season, which is why, again, for like the fourth time, this is a way too early analysis yeah, this is all way too early yeah um but let's get to the next guy and it's it's hard to call him cold because i don't think he's performed cold he's just cold in the sense that he doesn't have any points um and that is uh barrett hayden barrett hayden barrett hayden didn't get his first point last year until 11 games in and that was an assist he didn't score at all game 33 last year that's crazy it's, it's insane for the numbers he put up by the end of the season yeah so if he is, it's kind of like Krause. If you're not going to be on the score sheet, you better be doing something else. Barrett Hayton, I know he he takes a lot of heat in our Discord, uh, on our members only Discord. You know, there's a lot of negative Hayton chat sometimes. But Hayton, the there's some Hayton. There is Hayton on Hayton. <laughs> the reality is that Barrett Hayton is doing things without Barrett Hayton. Those guys aren't getting the room that they're getting now, meaning Schmaltz and Keller. He gets to the net, which takes defensive pressure onto him, which allows Schmaltz and Keller a little bit more room. So he's doing that. In the face-off circle, I know people were really hard on him getting kicked out of face-off circles. And once we talked about it and broke it down on the Discord, not all his fault. His his wingers are very antsy, and, and they break into the circle often, which, again, they have to kick out the, the, the centerman. He, he is going to, for me, to get flipped over to hot, he's going to have to be participating in distributing the puck to those two guys. He doesn't need to score goals. He needs to screen the goaltender, and he needs to retrieve pucks for those two guys. That's it. If he's doing those two things, that is a successful Barrett Hayton. Um, I also like to see him on the physical side of the game as well. So I think Kraus and Hayton, again, Hayton put on some weight and he's a bigger kid. He needs to put on a little bit of that growl when he's in front of the net. So I, I think it's probably easiest for him to get on the hot side of things yeah. just by playing a little bit, yeah. digging in yeah. and playing a little bit harder. So again, I don't dislike the way he's played. Yeah, I don't like, I don't, that's why I said I don't really want to fully call him cold because I think he's played really well. Um, and I'll read some of the comments here. Wood said, I will die on the hill that Hayton is doing great. Chris said, poor hates, but as long as Keller and Schmaltz are on fire, do we care? Right. Um, Nicholas said Hayton may have the most thankless job role on the team. And, and I like this comment from Ash. Hayton's in the kitchen. We just got to let him cook. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I do like it. I, I And Hayton, again, there was a comment about him. Uh, Ash, oh, that wasn't Ash. Who said he was got he, the two goals that he created by just going to the net is exactly right. Like, yeah. that's how things are happening. Like, just he, that's his job. Yeah. It's not always to be if he screens the goalie and he doesn't touch the puck. Well, yeah, that, he helps. So we're going to try to point out those those positive things that he helps create as well. But but we would really like to see Barrett Hayton get on the positive side of the score sheet. Yeah. And again, we saw him have a really slow start last season. He picked it up. That was, this is one of the things that we talked about, again, going into the season. Can he maintain what he did in the second half all throughout the season? We might be starting to see a little bit of a repeat of last year, maybe. But again, it's only five games. He has the opportunity to turn it on. And as we just talked about and as the chat's been mentioning, like we said with Dumba, there's intangibles that have you know, I guess you can put even elevate him almost to the lukewarm category in that sense. We just don't see the numbers on the stat sheet. Um, who do you want to talk about next? Well, there's one guy that's going to surprise people that I have on my cold list. And it's the Minnesota native Nick Bugstead. 
Sorry, Iggy. I'm going to tell you why. Wow. I know people are going to be shocked at Nick Bukestad. He's got one point. He's even after five games. And he's actually doing his job. But there is one area of Boogie's game that we're going to have to address. What is that? Nick Bukestad leads the Arizona Coyotes in penalty minutes. Right Ooh. Nick Bukestad is a penalty, penalty killer. He, he does play time on the power play as well. He's a guy that defends. We need Boogie on the ice. Yep. So he does play. play a, he does play a lot of plays a lot of everything. A lot of everything. So we, we, I think it's pretty well known. I'm one of his biggest fans. So I'd like <laughs> to see him on the ice instead of in the box. So he, he's got 16 penalty minutes in five games, and it's kind of a joke because I know he's one of those penalties I didn't agree with at least, and and I know he's just playing hard and defending his teammates. But but we need Boogie on the ice, not in the penalty box. Wow. Okay. That was definitely a surprise. surprise. Let us know in the chat who else you think is cold, but there's a few other lukewarms that we want to talk about. Um, And let's start with Jack McBain. Jack McBain, I gave him a lukewarm because I remember last year when he got that fire to get pucks to the net, like he was a just barrel towards their goalie. I haven't seen that offensive spark yet from him. He's another guy that's that's looking to get on the score sheet, but the one thing I liked about him, so he can't get on the cold list, is he's playing hard. Yeah. And he's playing physical and mean. And yeah. and that side of the game that you really want him to play to bring that little edge, he's playing with that. So I, I can't put him on the cold, but I can't put him on the hot either because I, I do think offense is a part of his game as a fourth-line center, driving that net and being a physical presence around the opposing goaltender. And I don't think I've seen that yet. East Coast Heidi said, I think Bugie got 12 minutes for the scrum at the end of the Rangers game. Well, I know. So that it, might be a little it, And that is true. And that's kind of why I'm, I'm kind of kidding. Yeah. Um, about my friend Bugie. And let's talk about another lukewarm guy on the back end, J.J. Mosier. There's a lot of hype around him going into the season, kind of. I think he started to get national attention, which was interesting. Um, and he hasn't been bad by any means, but that's why we slotted him in lukewarm. What's your thought? Yeah, J.J. Mosier is a guy I really like. And we did a deep dive on him over the summer where we watched a lot of his film. And I was thoroughly impressed because he does a lot of little things very well especially in the defensive zone. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Like he, his, his quickness hasn't been there. His stick play hasn't been there. He's still a plus one, no points, but I don't expect J.J. Mosier to be a guy getting a lot of points. I, I, I just haven't seen that, oh my goodness, he's defending. And, and I think this team's giving up too many shots right now. I think they're giving up too many chances inside the blue paint again. Um, and, and JJ's going to have to buckle that down as he goes along. Not enough to put in the cold because he's still he's, he's a plus one. So yeah. he's not giving up a lot of the goals. But but he's not defending to the level that I think he can or I think he needs to. Again, not a knock. He's just lukewarm. Okay. What is right now the most concerning thing to you? I, I've said it from the beginning. I think this team gives up too many uh, quality A scoring chances, and most of those have been on the rush. They have got to do a better job of defending the rush, and sometimes that's reads. And you talk about uh, how active you want your defenseman to be in the offensive zone, like Dumba and, and Mosier to some extent, and Dursey, so they have to be active. Means When you say that, it means they come off the blue line and go towards the net to try to get an offensive opportunity. But if there's a turnover... Now you're you're going on an odd man rush with a defenseman, uh, with Barrett Hayton, like we talked about before. We get a forward back there, and that's a concern to me. They give up way too many offense, uh, odd man rushes, and that's partly because of their turnovers between the blue line. I think they need to play more simple, get over the red and dump it in. I think there's too many fancy plays between the blues, like a Logan Cooley who's turning pucks over in the blue between the blues. I think they need to play more north, south, and east, west right now, and that will eliminate the, the odd man rushes against. But as a team, that's the area that concerns me the most. But on the positive side, side like you said that power play units i think will get better as they go pp2 has been great and i think pp1 is going to their power play is going to be very good once they find each other and get more comfortable with each other and i think that's going to be a really big positive what's the biggest positive from the first five i think the the offense that the top players are creating their top players have been their top players and i didn't believe i know keller we asked him again in the summer can you do it again and he equivocally said yes i wasn't so sure because the other teams can focus on him and they can defend him harder. They know what kind of player he is. But, but to see Schmaltz and Keller having the success they've had after five games is very encouraging for this team offensively. And I think that's the brightest spot after five games. I also think, and we talked about it already, but uh, the goalies, fire, phenomenal. Fire. And Michael said shots on goal, trending better for the team overall. 
Yeah, I, I think this team, and I, I, I harp on the defense a lot, but I want to be very clear. This is when I'm trying to compare them to teams that are in the playoffs. It's not where they were over the last two seasons where we didn't really care about yeah. wins and losses. Yeah. So I don't think I was critical. I think I'm more critical now because this is the team moving forward. And that's why I'm comparing their defense to the other teams around the league. All right. Well, that's our early check-in, very early check-in. You know, we can pull this back up and look at the receipts and see if guys either stepped it up or regressed. Hopefully everyone just continues to take a step forward and we'll, you know, stay stay tuned to Lawson Kraus, Barrett Hayden, all the guys we listed in the cold and lukewarm category. And of course, keep our eye on Keller and Schmaltz as they both now go for that record. That would be awesome to see if they both were on pace or both had the chance to beat it. Yeah, and I, I want one more stat I want to throw out to people about the goaltending. We're five games in, and goals against per game across the league. Again, way too early. Arizona Coyotes are third. In the National Hockey League. In the National Hockey League. Who's ahead of them? The Boston Bruins. Heard of them? <laughs> they were first last year. They're first again this year with Vezina Trophy winning Linus Allmark and Net. Boston Bruins, number one. Number two, Colorado Avalanche. Heard of them? Yep. Those and, are the two teams. And who's the two past them? Uh, Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Heard of them? Won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> and behind them, Dallas Stars with Ottinger. The, that, that is where the Arizona Coyotes sit after five games. And this, but keep in mind, so you talk about the teams ahead and behind them and the goals against average. Being third after five games is a big deal. That means you haven't given up the five, six, seven games that you did a year ago. Uh, last two years, where was this team at? They were either 30th or 32nd over the last two years. They were the last, or, or that two years ago when we go to the, the disaster they had in Columbus that put them at 82. Oh, boy, howdy. Boy, howdy is right. Yep, they gave up, they've given up nine goals after five games. Two years ago, they gave up eight goals in game one. You figure out the math. So there's a lot to be excited. Be about. proud as a Coyote fan when you go in to argue with your your workmates that are defending their team. The Coyotes are third in the National Hockey League in goals against. Um, East Coast Coyote, one more for Hot Dermot. Quietly been very solid defensively. Yeah, I, you know what? I think Dermot's the kind of player that if you're not talking about him, that's a good thing. Meaning, I think his style. He's he's a. He's a defender. Like, he's going to play the entire ice. I don't think he's going to be very flashy on offense. So if you're not talking about Dermot making mistakes, I think that's very good for Dermot. He's been a surprise for me because he's a guy that you didn't know what you were going to get because of all the injuries he's had leading up to this season. So you're right. I, I think for right now, I've been very happy with the way Dermot's been playing. Awesome. Well, we will uh, keep talking about these players again as the as the weeks go on, and we'll have a post-game show tomorrow. Really, it's it's just so fun to be excited about the Coyotes again, PD. Like I'm looking forward to see how they do against LA. Um, you know, it'll be a challenge, but we'll uh, we'll be live after those two games this week. But we have a new sponsor, PD, that I'm really excited about, um, and it's Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Arizona's biggest and best resort and casino. I don't know about you, but I feel good and, and you about do it. You. And you do you, you yeah. Do you. Um, so. Gila River Resorts and Casinos, they have a $1 million Big Red Showdown at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Wild Horse Pass, Lone Butte, V. Cueva, and Santan Mountain. You can sign up for Gila River Resorts and Casinos, a $1 million Big Red Showdown. Stay in the game and get rewards. It's that easy. Visit GilaMillionDollarShowdown.com to get in on the action. And for more information on Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer, head to play at Gila.com. I would love to win a million dollars. I'm in. (laughs) Would you still come here? Uh, you know what? I probably I would. I, I would. I would hire somebody to do the work part, though. You like, just you show work, up. You work really hard. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I wouldn't do your job. Like, a million dollars, I wouldn't do what you do. I would do what I do because I don't do much. Like, I just show up. Like, that's how I would arrange it. Like, I just show up. Um, Nicholas, Nicholas said we have the same record as Toronto. Heard of them? <laughs> LFG. And you know what Toronto doesn't have? Illegal Pete's. They don't. We have Illegal Pete's. Oh. And we had an amazing meetup on Saturday. Again, I want to thank everybody who came. It was so freaking fun. Um, We ate a lot of good food, a lot of queso, a lot of margaritas Um, and four uh, peeps. A Mexican candy shot. Oh, yeah. Mexican candy shots. Somebody should have told me it's lined with tahini and not (laughs) red sugar because the the name. We got into this on Saturday, too. (laughs) It implies Mexican candy implies sweet. It's not sweet. As PHNX's resident Mexican. PD. Uh, that hurts my soul. Yeah. You should have seen Didn't it know. on Saturday, Danielle. Didn't know. You should have seen it. Because he said, I guess, Saul, what do we have? And he said, a Mexican candy shot. So in my head, candy, sweet, 
not sweet. No, Mexican candy is terrible, and I love it so much. But it, I, I tell you what, it, it hit a little spicy. It was fine because I like spicy. I just wasn't ready for it. That's all. But can I say one more thing about my Lego pizza? Yes, experience? you absolutely can. There's a miscommunication between uh, the, the, myself and the, the, the gentleman making my bowl. You miscommunication. <laughs> it was very busy with diehards. So it's not his fault. It was my fault. My communication was poor. But he asked uh, if I wanted queso. And, and I thought it was with my chips. But he thought it was from, he was asking about my bowl, not my chips. And I wanted it with my chips. So he poured it over my bowl. And I was trying to be a little heart healthy and limit my cheese. Happy mistake. Yeah. When that queso soaks into the white rice, <laughs> oh my goodness, by the end of that bowl, it was a dream. Boy, howdy. It was a dream. I loved my Lego Pete's. Thank you, Lego Pete's. Now I want Illegal Pete's. So I everybody. I, I, I might go today. I swear I want it so bad right now. Swing by Illegal Pete's on Mill. Um, it's your go-to spot. And if you're in Tucson, you can check out the location on University. You can stop by for happy hour 3 to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. And PD, speaking of Tucson. Yes. We should take a trip down the I-10 right now. Cool, and cool. check in on the Tucson Roadrunners. I hope you um, know a lot about the Tucson Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Tucson, two and one after their first three games. Okay. So, you know, winning start. They swept Texas and Texas and then were shut out by Coachella Valley at home this past weekend. Bummer, but Coachella Valley, really strong team in the AHL. Um, right now, Tucson is fifth in the Pacific Division. Again, super, super early. Um, but they did name a captain in Tucson. Stephen Camfer will be captain. And Zach Sanford and Ben McCartney will be the alternate captains. I know you're a big Ben McCartney fan. But um, two and one, solid start for Tucson. Just It just feels good to have solid starts all around for the organization top to bottom from the Coyotes to the Roadrunners. I, I think there's a couple things we need to look for from this Roadrunner team. They, they are younger, but they do have those experienced guys. When you look to Stephen Camfrey, he's 35 years old. He's a guy that's played a lot of games. He's got 231 games in the National Hockey League. And I remember last year when they acquired him, they were thrilled to have that experience guy inside their locker room so naming him captain i think is a is a huge move in the direct in the right direction again i i think they're going to take time to get players like like don and gunther really going there and they've got a lot of youth there but they're in the right place where they should be um i i i think this is going to be a very good season for the tucson rotor as i've said that from the beginning as long as they don't get hurt in arizona yeah and we're starting to see it all. Yeah, and Jan Yannick gets the call up today, and he's right now leading the Roadrunners in points. Um, one goal, two assists for three points. He's averaging a point per game, um, and now he gets the call up. Yeah, but, and that's always what happens. You, yeah. Right when they get hot down there, and we've talked to their coaches over the years, whether it's Jay Verity or Steve Poffin, you don't even know who's in your lineup literally <laughs> until you take the ice for warm-up. So it just it causes some confusion on the bench sometimes, but but I still like this team. I like their coaching staff. I know they're into development, but I do expect them to win hockey games too. And I'm, I'm really excited about the Tucson Roadrunners. And if you're in that market and you're down in Tucson, you need to go watch this team play because it's a lot of fun and get the donuts. Get the donuts, but maybe not the pumpkin spice. Won't recommend. No, skip on that. Yeah, um, would not recommend. And just while we're, you know, I know people are wondering about Dylan Gunther too. He has a goal and assist for two points in his first three games. So you know, the whole reason for Dylan Gunther's assignment, um, kind of build confidence, get his game back to a level that when he can easily step into the NHL level and have success. So starting to see that with him and with Unique gone, that's a good opportunity for Gunther too to step up and maybe fill that role, that top point getter. So. I, I, I'm excited to see what he does on there. And again, it's all about his attitude. We haven't had a chance to catch up with um, Roadrunner coach Steve Potvin in a while. I'd like to see um, next time we talk to him, we need to ask how the, the progression of D Doan and Gunther, not just on the ice, but more importantly, off the ice has progressed. Yeah, absolutely. So that's our down the I-10 update. Fantastic. We'll, Love it. we'll come back up the I-10 and make a stop in Tempe. Oh, boy. And we need to talk about Sun Devil Hockey for a Sun second because, oh, my God. Fire. 4-0 and to start the season. Sun Devil's best program start in history. Wow. And and is that true? That's true. And Look at you dropping truth nuggets. I like it. And today, the USCHO Division One men's poll came out, and ASU is ranked 13th. What? 13th. How about you so like you So you look, you got Minnesota, Denver, Boston College, North Dakota, Quinnipiac, Michigan, Providence, Michigan State, BU, Western Michigan, Minnesota, Duluth, Duluth and Cornell. Literally all of those programs are like, like hockey legendary yeah, hockey legendary programs. college hockey programs. ASU. And who are they right ahead of? Wisconsin. Heard of them? <laughs> Craig. 
Phil Craig's Kelsey, not here. You heard of them, Craig's Phil? not here to defend himself. For, uh... that, that's really impressive. And, and, and the knocking off, they swept Northern Michigan over the weekend. I think that was a huge series. Um, if this team can can stop the puck, which was an issue last season, um, and stay healthy, which was another issue last season, I'd really like to see this team make the national tournament yeah. this year. I really, and I'm, I'm going to be a believer for now. Yep. Um, they climbed five spots in that ranking great. too, Good which is them. great. Um, and you know, Craig went to the game on Saturday. Craig had the freaking longest day ever Saturday. Um, but you know, he was tweeting about what it would have maybe looked like if Josh Stone had stayed, but it gives other guys the opportunity to step up. And someone who's been really consistent for ASU hockey is Matthew Copperud. Um, and he scored his 26th power play goal over the weekend, which broke the program record for power play goals, which was previously held by Sun Devil legend and lifer Johnny Walker. So if you're beating the the record as someone who was there forever, that's a good sign. Um, and they're getting they're getting help all the way up. The and they've line. got a couple of weekends. They're going to Miami of Ohio. Then they got uh, Stonehill coming up. With, with those winnable games there. The one next one you need to mark on your calendar and circle right now is November 10th and 11th in Tempe, playing the Denver Pioneers. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be huge. And that, that that's going to kind of show where they rank nationally and, and where they fit in with some of these national programs. Um, so they have the circle it, November 10th and 11th at the mullet, the Denver Pioneers. And another reason to circle that is because Coyote's prospect Miko Matika Miko is Matika? on Denver. So you can see him do you guys, in person. Do you guys remember Martika? 90s? Who? Yeah. 90s? 90s music pop icon Martika? Nah. No. Toy Soldiers? No. Nah. Nothing? I got nothing. CD, nothing. nothing. DC, yeah. DC CD. <laughs> I was close. I was talking about music and I said CD, but DC, nothing. Martika, Toy Soldiers, nothing. No. Like Toy Soldiers. No. no. We got nothing. Sorry. Somebody out there's got to be old enough to remember Martika. CWP, help me out. Um, Google it. Roaring Fork said we need to circle the Cornell game for Castania games. Yes. Can't stand ya. <laughs> Kids Incorporated references. PDLL. Roaring Fork got it. There you go. You know, there's Thank always going to be someone in the chat who oh, gets cool. it. Um, but exciting times ahead. Exciting times ahead for hockey here in the Valley. I feel like it's good vibes right now. Keep it rolling. Um, and if you want to bet on any of that, you can actually bet on not just the NHL. You can bet on college. You can bet on the American Hockey League. You can bet on European hockey. Lean into the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way. My wife crushed it yesterday. On, on BetMGM. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Crushed it. Um, you can win some money on BetMGM. You can bet on the D-backs tonight if you want to. There's just so much to bet on over at BetMGM. So if you haven't signed up yet, do so. And use the bonus code PHNX when you sign up. You can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Um, again, we had a really busy weekend and we want to thank everybody who came out to the out of the darkness walk on Saturday and we raised over a thousand dollars as a team. It was a really great showing. Um, and we got to support members of our community. So that was really, really great to see. Um, I just felt like I walked away from Saturday as a whole feeling so grateful for this community. Everybody who showed up at illegal Pete's, everybody who yeah. showed up to the walk. And I know there's a ton of you who don't even live in the Valley, but I see your comments on YouTube, your comments in the discord and on Twitter. Um, so it sincerely means means just so much that we have this community and it just makes it all that more fun you know when we were when they were losing opening nights 8-2 yeah. and it was horrible we were waiting for times that we can celebrate wins and we're kind of entering that era so it's a really exciting time to be a Coyotes fan an exciting time to be an Arizona hockey fan and if you're not yet a diehard um, we invite you to become one because there's so many great perks you can join our discord get 20% off merchandise get 20% off events um, you get a free shirt or hat every year at sign up you get access to Craig's diehard only pieces on the site such as his mailbag his prospect reports etc um, so just a ton of perks to becoming a diehard. So yeah, I think this weekend really showed what the diehard group is all about yep. and what the community hears at PHNX. And one thing I, I, I would, was really encouraged by at Illegal Pete's, it was our biggest 
Uh, it was our biggest PHNX Coyotes meetup ever to date. And yeah. a lot of people that we know and recognize and friends with now, it's really cool. But but the, the exciting thing for me is someone was there on their own in a Coyote jersey. There was a couple that sat at the bar on their own, had nothing to do with PHNX. And Leah, I, Leah actually used them to take our picture. <laughs> but they said, what the hell is this? Like, what are you guys yeah. doing? What is this group? And... To have Leah get so excited about telling her about our community, uh, I was. That's what we need to do. We need more people to find out we're here because I know there's more hockey fans in the valley. Yeah, and we just need to to share and spread the love of uh, PHNX. Yeah. So if you have friends who are Coyotes fans or maybe you're getting on the Coyotes bandwagon since it's yeah. actually exciting, tell them about us. Yes. Tell them we're here. It's coming. I'm telling you. Yep. The streetcar. Get on the streetcar. Um, one last thing before we wrap up. The Coyotes head to L.A. today. They play the Kings in L.A. tomorrow night, 7.30. As we mentioned, PD, what should we be looking for? It's two things. It's interesting to me. They both played five games, and surprisingly enough, who's got the better record? Uh, yeah, the Coyotes. <laughs> figure it out. The, the, the one thing, though, that this L.A. King team does, they play extremely hard, and they come at you in waves. I mean, they're, they're very deep. We talked about the Coyotes right now. have scored 13 goals this season. The Kings have scored 21. But on the other side, we said the Coyotes have given up nine. They've given up 19. Hmm. So it's a team right now that's still trying to find out their goaltending and how that's going to work. Um, I think that's a concern. So I think for the Coyotes, it's imperative that they get to the net more. They need to cause more chaos in front of the LA Kings net right now. I think that's an area of their game they still need to get better at. Barrett Hayton and McBain could make the difference against the LA Kings. I think they need to play hard. They're also going to have to defend the rush better. Kevin Fiala is elite off of the rush. Kevin Fiala, watch that name. If we can defend when i say when i say we i should have a jar i don't play for the team like when, we'll just borrow the swear jar from d because yeah, <laughs> it's not we it's when the coyotes team they need to defend kevin fiala off of the rush those are the two most important things get to the net and make it a very difficult night on their goaltender and conversely do not give up odd man rushes especially against kevin fiala all right there you have they've it. got him twice they, they've got it i would like to see them come out of this with at least two points That'd be great. The two I think if you split the games, that's yep. a win for sure. Um, well, that's it for us today. Uh, a little bit of a note on our schedule. So we actually have a schedule change coming up because after what? today, no more 11 a.m. shows during the season. Uh, I'm sure some odd occasions we may have them. But our daytime shows will now be 2 p.m. Arizona time just because we're trying to get out to more practice. You know, Craig's at practice today. PD and I want to get out there. Um, we'll get some, you know, great videos, some other content from practice, some more walking and talkings yep. maybe. Um, so just anticipate Going forward on our our non-game day shows will be at 2 p.m., um, but we will be live tomorrow after the LA Kings game for a post-game show, and then Wednesday will be the first 2 p.m. daytime show. So just uh, set your calendars accordingly. Hopefully that works better for some people's schedules. You know, time, by though. the mid-afternoon, though, you, you, at work, it's like you're twiddling your thumbs. You're like, get yep. me out of here. Um, so, And more importantly, you can listen to it on your drive home. Yeah, no that's what true. Time it is. That's true. Absolutely. So, and if you're not, why aren't you? I listen to you when I don't do the show. I listen to you and Craig on my drive. That's awesome. I'm mean, driving around. And on that note, you should subscribe wherever you get your podcasts: like Apple, like Spotify, Craig. and on Apple, leave us leave Craig. us a review. Write a little written review. Leave us five stars. Yep. Um, it, it means a lot. I go through and read them, and I like reading everyone's comments. So thank you, and be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so you never miss when we go live. If you forget that we moved our show time, you'll yes. get, if you hit the notification bell, you'll get oh, notified. Wow. You'll get notified um, when we go live. So you can do that as well. Um, and you can follow all of us on Twitter. You can follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. Follow PD at S. Peters Hockey. You can follow me at Leah Merrill. You can follow Danielle at Abraka Danielle. And I'll just let you figure out how to spell that. Yeah, um, and you can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, everybody. And we will see you tomorrow night after the Coyotes hopefully beat LA. Bye, everyone.